0: I want to talk today, sort of like, this is not a series. This is one of those standalone talks uh, at the end of the year as we close out 2018 and look at starting 2019. I want to talk about Will Smith, Gideon, and you. <laughs> Will Smith, Gideon, and you, because, you know, those three obviously go together. Um, and uh, you see the connection. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> clear as mud. So... um some of you may be familiar or may have seen the post uh, on uh, Facebook uh, by Will Smith on fault versus responsibility, and uh, if you have, then it's 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 pretty decent. It's it's good. Um, I don't think what he said was so incredibly insightful. It's just that what he said is so important to be said today, <laughs> and he said it well. There was nothing wrong with what he said. I think it was excellent, but. It wasn't like if you you hear it, you're going to go, oh, my goodness, such insight. I never even thought of this. But it's the timeliness of it that I think is precise and excellent and so incredibly helpful, which is, I think, the reason why so many have uh, seen this video. It's become uh, viral and um, and it's, it's many, many, many thousands of people have watched it and have commented on it and millions at this point. Yeah, so millions have commented on, and, and many comments uh, have been made about it. Um, And so I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about uh, fault versus responsibility. I want to talk about Gideon, um, this interesting character in the Bible. And also, uh, I want to talk about you and the new year. Um, So let's begin with this sort of conversation about fault and responsibility, and then we'll jump into Gideon and talk about us. So... Uh, essentially what, what Will Smith said about fault versus responsibility is that there are some things that happened to you when you were young. Um, and those things may not be your fault, but how you respond to it is. <laughs> it's your responsibility, not your fault, your responsibility. So to make a life out of what you've been given is your responsibility, not anybody else's. And there seems to be a desire to hear this today more than ever. Because what's going on in the political world, which is a reflection, it's an externalization of what's really going on internally, the subjective. Okay, are you with me so far? What happens on the inside of us manifests itself in the political world in its ugliest forms. But it's it's a reflection of what's happening within us. And so there have been these sort of two sides, polar opposites, and people are tiring of that. Because on one hand, it's sort of like everybody else's responsibility. On the other hand, it's entirely my responsibility. And yet we're confused about what it means to be responsible for something versus uh, you know, fault or guilt, um, or if those two are compatible in some ways. And there's been a whole lot of confusion and we need clarity around it, which is, I think, why in part two, this particular video clip by Will Smith went so, uh, so big. Um, some people. So I want to talk about three types of people um, that have responses to this idea of responsibility or fault. The first are deniers. Uh, I'm in that group. Um, deniers are the types that what happens for them is they say, "Oh, that didn't hurt. That uh, that that experience really didn't hurt," and and, and we deny not necessarily the facts of what took place, but the effect it had on us. So those of us who are in the denial group and category, we tend to deny the pain that life may have had on us, and we just sort of smile and have this okayness about us as we go about life. Uh, others of us in that category of denial uh, we sort of uh, take the blame for it. Oh, it's my fault. I'm sure it was my fault. I'm sure I, I caused it to happen in some way. Uh, but we're still what we're doing is we're denying the impact it had on us. And while it may seem like uh, it's not having any impact on anybody because we've sort of absorbed it into ourselves, the reality is that those who are closest to us, uh, they're the ones who end up uh, paying for it. <laughs> Uh, you you know those people in your lives because you love them. You care about them. They're people that you really wish they would come to terms with reality and not take on what isn't theirs to take on. Sometimes taking on the responsibility, sometimes living with an abuser and you want to say to them, come on, you got to stop this and they won't do it. And it hurts us because we see what's happening to them. Furthermore, they can't really be present to you entirely. Those who are the closest to them are the ones that oftentimes feel the furthest because these deniers are denying their own pain and denying themselves, and it prevents them from de- having these deeper connections uh, with other people. Because if you can't have connection with yourself fully, you can't have connection with people fully either. It's just the way it works. And so deniers are in that category, and I'm one of them. The second are criers. Criers. These are the people that it's everybody else's fault and they become stuck. They're not the ones who deny the emotions. They're actually the ones who oftentimes feel the emotions and lean way into it, but have this victimization that freezes them from doing anything in life. And so because of the wounds they experienced when they were kids or because of the, 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 you know, a parent, an authority figure hurt them in some way or bad things took place, illnesses, uh, their house burnt down, an unforeseen event came in, they become paralyzed and they're stuck in this pain. And it's all on, it's because of these events. It's because of what took place that I'm where I'm at. I'm not going to ask for those of you who are criers in this group here to identify yourself. But you know who you are if that's you. And while it may seem that you've taken it all, you're just sort of like, I'm not hurting anybody else. It's just me. Actually, those who are closest to you are deeply affected by that too. And the third category are the attackers. So you have the deniers, the criers, and then you have the attackers. The attackers are the most justice-oriented of all three. They're the ones who say, you know what? I'm going to, that person, they deserve what they got. They're the people that really want things to be even and square in life including for themselves. If they did something wrong, they are willing to take the punishment and uh, and they, they just think everything should be fair and even across the board. But these people, because they're attacking anything that looks like the event, the, pain th- the painful thing that took place earlier in their lives, they oftentimes are unaware that they're doing that, but they're attacking anything that resembles what took place years ago when they were kids. They end up attacking and attacking, it, and it never ends, and justice is never satisfied. And they keep attacking until they attack people that are closest to them, and then they alienate those folks as well. And that never ends. And so neither one, all three camps. By the way, that third one is the one that will say yes to Will Smith's uh, post on, on fault versus responsibility. Yes, people should take responsibility. You should take responsibility. We all should take responsibility. But the thing that they're completely unaware of is they're not taking responsibility for their pain. Instead, they're attacking everybody else. Are you with me? I know these people. They're in my life. They're people I love. But because they're so unaware, asleep to their own pain, they're attacking everything that resembles what they experienced when they were kids. And they are the proclaimers and the preachers and the evangelists of responsibility. But they won't take responsibility for the pain that they experienced when they were young. And if you don't transform your pain, what happens? you transmit it. You may have forgotten it, but your body and your emotions have not and everybody around you is experiencing that. Until you transform your pain, you transmit it, and guess what you do in the world? The more you do that, the more you communicate that to the people that love you and they're near you, and they get affected by it, and then they go out and they affect others by it. Until you finally stop this curse from going on to the next generation, it will just keep going, and the world gets darker. It has to stop with you. That's what taking responsibility means, is you decide, I'm going to face it, and it is going to stop with me. In 2019, that's it. It stops here. But not only does it stop here, but now I begin to move forward in life to create a better world, both for me, and it starts with you, and then it goes out to the world around you. And so fault versus responsibility, so important for us as we think about closing out 2018 and starting 2019. So let's talk about Joshua and, or not Joshua, Joshua died. I am going to say something about Joshua, but um, talk about Gideon. And uh, this interesting story takes place um, shortly, sometime after Joshua dies, So the story of Israel goes like roughly like this. Uh, The people of of Israel, the Jewish people, before they're even a nation, they are uh, enslaved to this other nation called Egypt. And they are there for 400 years, um, and they cry out to God. God sends them a deliverer named Moses. Moses frees them from uh, their slavery. And then um, they're out in the desert, and they begin... Uh, They they make their way finally to this land um, that they will be now in called the Fertile Crescent or the land of Canaan um, or what is roughly the Middle East. And as they get there, uh, they begin to settle and build homes and build and grow families. And and life starts to develop and move forward as they are becoming a people. Um, And so this happens from Moses to Joshua, who helps them to cross over to this this land uh, but then he dies and they have no political leader. They have no guidance from a single person. And they don't know what to do because people by nature prefer to be told what to do than to actually take responsibility and live for themselves. It's just universally true. You'll, you'll find that as a, consistent, as a consistent pattern in the Old Testament. Now, that doesn't mean every one of us does. It just means as groups of people. Um, and so, I'm not one of those who likes to be told what to do. In fact, I've never liked it. Right? I, I, but, by and large, the majority of people as a group prefer to be told or to be guided by a single leader. And so, what ends up happening is they, Joshua dies the people don't know what to do. And so they begin to live irresponsible lives. And God has to send them prophets who tell them, hey, listen, you this, this pattern of life is, is, is going to get you into trouble again. And that's what happens. A prophet comes and tells them this. And uh, the Midianites uh, come in and they begin to raid uh, Israel. They begin to attack them. And it, it, Israel cries out to God. And God comes to this man named Gideon, and this is where the story uh, takes off. And uh, it's very interesting. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak that was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abrazite, and as his son Gideon was beating out the wheat in the winepress in order to save it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, "'The Lord is with you, O valiant warrior.'" Then Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why then has all this happened to us? You expect an answer here, right? And where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up uh, from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Now, what type of person is this? This is a, this is a, a, a crier, right? This is, this is someone who is in the mode of crying. By the way, we do sort of all three, but there's one that we prefer, either, you know, the denying, the crying, or the attacking. Right? So Gideon here, at this moment, he, he's crying. Like, I, I, you know, all these bad things have happened, and I'm stuck, and we're stuck, and, and why, right? But you don't get an answer here. Look what you get for an answer. The Lord looked at him and said, Go in this your strength and deliver Israel from the, from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? He said to him, O Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh, and I'm the youngest in my father's house. But the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian as one man. All right. So. This is not uncommon for this to happen, right? The, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a normal response. First of all, why did these events happen to us? How many times have you asked why? Why did this thing happen in 2018? Why? Why this incredibly difficult thing? Yeah, this week. Um, And if you think about it, please pray and uh, pray for Patty. She's heading down to Florida tomorrow and she'll be there for um, a week, uh, over a week. Um, Her dad's not doing well. Um, And this is a very painful thing. Uh, She's never seen her dad as an incapable human being because he's always been more than capable. He's a very strong guy, you know. Here's this guy who's a Marine. Uh, always fixed everything, built everything with his own hands, believed in, in might makes right, you know, and, and uh, everybody's responsible for their lives, you know, and everybody, he's just like really one of those high responsible type of dudes. And uh, very intimidating character when you meet him because of his strength and power, you know, and he, tons of energy. Uh, only needed four hours of sleep a night and did that for many years. Never was in the hospital ever for anything. Never was sick for anything, ever, absolutely nothing. Never sick at all. No colds, no viruses, nothing. No headaches, nothing. Drank Coke every day. And, uh, (laughs) you know, just was one of these guys that was blessed with physical stamina and strength. And in a matter of a few years, cannot even sit up in a chair. um, And and has been uh, taken over by um, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. um, And... Patty has never seen her dad like that. So she's going to see him. And she wants to be there for him because you know Patty is the way she is. She'll be there through thick and thin and she will suffer right alongside. She's an amazing human. Um, But it's easy for, uh, for her or for me or for any of us at any point in time to say, why us and why now? Such an inconvenient time for this to happen during the holidays, for this to happen... Um, you know, during a time when we're so busy, when AJ goes back to school and uh, you know, dad's going to be the one getting AJ ready in the morning. God bless dad. God bless AJ too. God bless AJ. (laughs) (laughs) Patty, I know will give me some instructions before I leave. One of them being do not play Fortnite for five hours after school every single day during the, please do some homework. Um, so, but that's, that's, that's can, that can become the, 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 the way we move um, in life. So let me just give some, some instructions, instructions that I'm practicing during the season and I've been practicing and I keep learning more about them as I do them. But the first is to um, discern the difference between the pain of the circumstance and how you responded to that pain and then how you plan on moving forward through that. So three, three components in this. The first is to understand that, the, the, that there is pain that comes from, from, from things that have happened. Whether things that have happened, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago to things that uh, are happening in the present is to be able to discern the difference. Because what we do with pain is so many things that are so unhelpful. Like Gideon. Why? Why has this happened? There are some answers, and certainly there were some things that Israel deserved. And so those are things to also be aware of. Oh, the the reason why I'm here is because of previous decisions I've made in my life. That's right, and that's good for you to own that. (laughs) There's nothing bad about that. But what ends up happening is we add all kinds of other things to it, like shame. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. We double down on shame. And like that becomes, in, that, that's what freezes us up. That's what causes us to act out in ways very unhelpful to us and to those we love. And so it's discerning the difference between, okay, there's my responsibility. I have made decisions that have gotten me to this point in life. Okay, I own that. And now you discern the difference between that how you responded, and now what do I want to do moving forward? How do I want to now live? So life by design instead of life by accident. Because if you just live life by accident, man, you're, you're, you're playing Russian roulette. You're playing all kinds of dangerous games. Because if you don't live by design, things are going to happen more and more to your life. That that you, we can't we can't prevent accidents from happening. But man, there's a lot of things we can prevent from happening. You see what I'm saying? That's what That's why this Will Smith video caught fire. Is because yes, that's true. We need to hear that. We need to hear that. We need to own what it is that we have done. And then um, the second thing is acknowledging that there's things that we respond, how we respond to pain. There are ways we responded when we were younger. We acted out, we shut down, we attacked, we blamed, we did all sorts of things. And that's a response that is ours to own. And we say, that's my, that's my responsibility. I own that. I didn't have to, but I did. The pain is not my fault. What took place is not my fault. But how I responded to it is. And sometimes I've made decisions that have then perpetuated even more darkness in my life, more pain in my life, and I didn't need to. So now, instead of mourning that and wasting so much time wishing you hadn't, I hear this all the time, people usually by midlife saying, Man, I wish I had learned these things. Many of my clients, many clients, oh, Joel, I wish I'd learned these things, you know? And I hear this from folks who are, even some folks who are in their mid-20s are saying this to me, you know? Like, I wish I'd learned this when I was younger. Yeah, but you're in your mid-20s, come on. And then others who are like, you know, mid-30s. Oh my goodness. And then others who are mid-40s and mid-50s, I wish I'd learned this when I was younger. Yes, I know. And there's some mourning you have to do, okay? So that's, that's the second step. So first it's acknowledging, what happened, the pain, how you responded, how you want to respond in the future. The second thing is, yes, there's pain. What do I do with it? You allow it to be true, to be real. You acknowledge it. Deniers, you've got to call it out and say it's real. It hurts, and it is having impact in my life, and I'm sure it's having impact in the lives of other people but don't add all kinds of other things to it. Stop right there. It hurts. Don't add it hurts because it hurts all it. that's stuff that gets into interpretation and adds a whole lot of junk to what doesn't need to be there. Simply mourn the pain. It hurts. And I'm sure this is a result of it. I'm hurting other people. So let me just own it. This hurts. And you allow it to just come forward. So what's happening now is I'm having moments where I cry. I don't often, I can't call it up when I want to. Emotions just don't do that for me. But there are times when, when I'm thinking about my father-in-law, and when I'm thinking about what Patty's going to have to deal with, that the emotions rise up. I need to allow it. This hurts. I can't be in denial of it. Now, I can't do that in front of AJ, this discernment. <laughs> We've we'll got to be wise about it. I'm not going to start crying in front of all of you. Oh, poor me. This place is for that. You understand? And you do it with people that you're safe with, but you've got to allow it to come out and you mourn it. And thirdly, if you need to forgive, forgive. Because this is where so many people get hung up, is in the inability to forgive those who have hurt them in the past or to forgive God because of the unforeseen circumstances, events, accidents that have come into your life. And that unforgiveness feels like you, for some of us, it feels like, well, I am not letting them off the hook because they were responsible for what they did. But the problem is, is that so long as you are putting it on them, it's you are keeping yourself from taking responsibility. And like God says to Gideon here, go in this, your strength, I know that past events have been, hurt, have been hurtful, and you don't know why you're stuck in this place. And, I, and even though there's been an explanation given to you, it still doesn't satisfy, and you're still wondering, why are we being attacked? Why are we struggling? Why are we going through this difficulty? And God says to Gideon, go in the strength you already have. Instead of waiting for something else to happen, for the person to finally say, geez, I'm so sorry for the way I treated you or, you know, or perhaps they've, they've passed on from this life. They, you, can't even, you can't even resolve that or some unforeseen event came into your life and you're holding God responsible, or you're holding yourself responsible, there comes a point where you have to take it back and understand that so long as you are putting it on someone else, on some other event, on something out be- besides you, and you want responsibility to be taken by those who should take responsibility for what they did to you, that you're keeping yourself from dealing with what is yours to deal with. So you're the prisoner, not them. And so the release of it is not letting them off the hook. It's you are letting yourself out of prison and you're going in the strength that you have and you're giving the gift of forgiveness as a free gift to the world around you. The result is, by the way, many people end up actually changing around you when you give that gift of forgiveness. But it's you taking back what is yours, your life. Take back your life. 2019, take back your life. It's yours. Go in the strength. You already have the strength. Midi, uh, Gideon then says, oh, but, 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 but God, are you, uh, are you going to be with me? Are you? And God says, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you through this. And then Gideon, this is like a two chapter story here, because then Gideon says, "Okay, but but, but God, like show me some miraculous signs. And he goes through a series of asking God for miraculous signs to prove that God is going to be with him. So this is what I love about these stories, because it shows it's real. It's real. I'm pitching this to you guys. And I know some of you are saying to yourself, geez, how do you even begin? And this is extraordinarily difficult. And there's so many things in my life that I really would like to change. I'd like to change my diet. I'd like to change my exercise pattern. I'd like to change my, how much I work. I would like to be more uh, intentional about my relationships, like pouring more into that. I've got these goals and visions and ideas that I'd like to execute, but I, I, I don't even know where to begin. All sorts of things that are going on within all of us. At any given time. But I love this story because God says, okay, I'll provide a sign for you. And Gideon puts out a test. So small beginnings. Start with something small. That's a good way to test this. Okay, really? I can do this for 2019. I can change my life in a significant way so that by December 30th of 2019, I can say, wow, there have been these major changes in my life over this year. Yes, that can actually happen for you. And it is invigorating and awesome when you can look back and go, I've accomplished these things. I set a goal back in 2017. I wanted to accomplish certain things in 2018. I did them. And I'm pretty excited about it. And that's big for me because I can excuse myself as I have many times. I like ideas. I just don't like the execution, the implementation of it. That's my type. That's what I do. I like ideas. I spin them off all the time. I've got like five books already written in my head. They, they're not in here yet. But, but, you know, so that's the kind of thing. It's, 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 I like that. So to actually begin to do stuff was really life-giving to me that I could do it. I could begin to do things and move things forward in my life, but it begins by small steps. So I began with a goal. Can I do in three months, can I do this? Let me see. And let me see what results of that. How do I, how do I feel as a result of having done that? How, does the, how do those around me, how, did I impact them in a positive way? Are they, are they better off because of what I've done? And as the more I tested it, the more I saw, in fact, God was with me that I could go in this strength that I already had, that I didn't know I had. You have more strength by far than you are aware of. By far. So like God says to Midian, I mean, you got Gideon is a crier. He's not a, t- he, this guy is, he's in a wine press hiding out, beating and threshing wheat because the Midianites keep coming in and taking everything. And he's hiding out. And an angel of the Lord appears to him and says, Oh, mighty warrior. And he's like, who are you talking to? (laughs) He it ain't me. I'm hiding. And God says to him, you have more strength than you know. Go in this your strength. You have more strength than you know. 2019 for you can be different in a measurable way than 2018 was. And so this is what it is to take responsibility for your life. Does that make sense? I mean, this is good juice. If you do it, your life will change for the better. And so all of us, whether we're deniers, criers, or attackers, can begin taking responsibility and begin changing our world and the world around us. you with me? New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions need to come from deep within. This is what I'd like to do. Not as a goal that everybody else puts on you. That's not, that's not what that is. It's I'd like to change in this way. I'd like to be better at my relationships this year. So I want to move forward towards doing that. How do I do that? I want to be better at executing some of these big visions that I know are deep within me. They're deep desires within me. They've always been present. How do I do that? I wanna do that. So what's in your heart to do? Begin to live your life. Go from that place of, I had this painful experience. This is how I responded. But this year, this is how I wanna respond. I wanna do, I wanna be better. So the world around me will become better.